Hey, what's going on? It's Shelby. Thanks for listening to the Untold Podcast. In just a second, you hear three lovely voices telling a lovely story, and we hope you like it. If you do, we go like it again on social medias at Untold the Podcast. And also leave us a review. We love that. Make fun of Grant. I'd love that. Mm. And then finally, you share with a friend. We really, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Peace out. So we're cool. sitting here watching Josh play VR. Have you guys tried any VR stuff? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We have, uh, and this came out years ago, and I forget the name of the company that makes like Until Dawn mm. and all that. They've got that VR roller coaster game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty scary. Yeah, I played it over at y'all's house, and it was mm-hmm. pretty creepy. Uh, a friend of ours played it, and... He's deathly afraid of spiders, and he did a level that we didn't know contained <laughs> spiders, and that that is just the whole villain and that whole Surprise. thing. So he's just freaking out. He's like, "Get me out of here! Get me out! Get me!" And then like the final boss is like this twelve foot spider that he has to. He's like, "Nope, I'm not doing that anymore." So. I don't do horror movies anyway, or horror anything. I'm not. I don't read horror. I don't right. watch horror. So a horror video game. Mm. Pass. Yeah. Pass for me. Uh, have you... So, I see him playing a football game. One time I was playing that same football game, and I jumped up because I was about to get sacked, and I had to throw it over the linebacker. And I, our little bitty ceilings are only 10 feet tall. Nailed the fan. Mm. Nailed it. I think, I think the VR, if you can figure out how to do augmented reality with VR... And you could like walk around and the system is in the head. I think, you no, know, that sounds very dangerous. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. but that's going to be like Inception. They, like they, you're going to end up living in your alternate reality more than you live in your mm. real, real reality. Okay. They already have some type of games like that where you can, it's like stuff coming at you in the real world, you mean? Yeah, but like you're not tied to a system. You can, oh, you know, I guess well, meta. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Pokemon Go, but. Right. But. And VR. But, but a chip implanted into your brain. What was the first experience with VR that you guys ever had? Do you guys remember the, the red? It was a Nintendo thing that came out. <laughs> and it was one little red lens that came down. And you played like nope. tennis on it. Do you guys remember that? No. I feel like I have seen like an old commercial about that. I gotta find that. I'm not that old. That's history right there. Mm. That led to that. Mm-hmm. What is that called? What's that thing called he's playing? PlayStation 2? VR. 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 <laughs> VR 2? Yeah. I don't, I don't PlayStation know. VR 2. Okay. We'll say that. So as we record tonight, we'll be able to watch him just mess around. We might break out into laughter. So if we get if we sound distracted, that's probably why. Let's not do that. Let's focus on the <laughs> podcast. Okay. My ADD is kicking in. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to the Untold Podcast, the podcast that tells the untold story of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best story you've probably never heard before. Join us as we uncover new stories together each week. This is Untold, the podcast. We did it. Here we are. Episode number five. 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 Cinco. Cinco. Season two. Episode five. Welcome. My name is Shelby. I am the host tonight. I am gathered at the table by two of my good friends. To the left of me is Grace Outlaw. Grace Outlaw. And to the right of me is Grant Yeager. Grant Bethany Yeager. <laughs> we are so excited. The third. The third. It was a someone did it three generations for, and they just stuck with <laughs> mm-hmm. it. They couldn't get. It's a out. great name. It is. It, it, you know, name. surrounded by Grant and Jaeger, Bethany mm-hmm. seems a little bit more manly. Bethany. Bethany. They got a, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, uh, thank you for joining us for episode five of season two. Um, this is, like I said, the Untold Podcast. And tonight you are in for a treat because tonight our topic is called the Untold Podcast. <laughs> the Untold <laughs> Stories of Criminals. 
And mm. what is going to happen, if you've never listened to us, let me kind of explain the rules here. We have Grant and Grace, and they are going to be telling me stories um, in history about criminals that are untold. And then I'm going to pick which one I like the best. And each time I hear something I like, I'm going to give them a little ring-a-ding-ding, just like that. And they're going to get a point. At the end, we're going to tally up all those points. I'll pick the person I like the best. And then the next week, they will host. They will pick the topic. It won't be as good as, as this one. Mm. If I don't oh, like okay. either one of their stories, I'll just pick myself as the winner. And we'll just continue mm. on next week. Veto. Yeah. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> it's two against one. But hey, let's. we don't want to just jump right in the stories. Let's get to know each other a little bit more. Okay. Right? Okay. So tonight, since we are doing the untold stories of criminals in history, I want to know about your criminal past. Mm. So is there a time that you have ever had a run-in with the law? While you guys are thinking about that, <laughs> I will share my uh, experience with that. It's happened a couple times in my life, surprisingly. What? All no. While, shame. For shame. Uh, no way. All while I was in middle school. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, what the, the time that really comes to mind, though, it was Halloween night, and my friends and I, we were in middle school, we were leaving, and my mom, as we were walking out the door, was like, hey, don't you soap any cars? <laughs> and Is that I like had, egging houses? Uh, well, but... I had never heard of this, but <laughs> it planted an idea in our heads. <clears throat> what would it look like to soap cars? <laughs> so we went to the local store, grocery store and bought some bars of soap. And that night, we began a spree of... Washing a, cars for, <laughs> yeah. for the community. It's worse than that. At a very busy intersection, we would sprint out from the bushes and slide across the hood uh-uh. with bars of soap mm. across their windshield and then run off. All right. What, and, was it raining or something? No. <laughs> I don't really so know, what, the I don't know what the bars of soap had to do I don't know what the bars of soap had to do with it, but my mom said don't soap cars. It led us to soap cars. What, what does that do to a Wait, car, though? So I have, nothing. I have two thoughts. Okay. Yes. One, you could have gotten hit by a car. What were you thinking? Well, That's only red lights. The, the mo- I know the mom and me, but I like inch forward at red lights. The mom and me true. is panicking a little bit at the yes. idea of you just racing across Maybe car you heads. should stop inching forward uh, in case somebody wants to listen, soap it. I am ready to go, okay? Uh, no, but the other thing... Or shot liquid liquid dish yeah. soap. Yeah, we. Yeah. I feel bars. like that would have been better than. We <laughs> like, what are you bars. doing with bar bars? Bars are soap? cheaper, right? But imagine just sitting at a red light and this you hear, and some guy slides across your hood. They run across. I mean, that would be. I would have so many emotions all in one moment because, like, my instinct would be like, "Oh my god, I'm getting attacked." Clearly, that's not the case. Get the gun. But that's well. But then, yeah, like, call the police. But then I'd be like, I mean, these are just kids. They're fooling around. Like, I don't want to like mess up a kid's life because they're just diving across yeah cars but also like stop 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 doing that well yeah. in the end what we were like okay let's just do one more car mm. and so we did one more car and we it's had been that one more I know, yeah it always is we had looked at all the intersection before but this time we we were experts and so we just ran out <laughs> and as we ran out the other side of the road there was a cop st- mm. sitting there and we heard whoop whoop Hmm. And uh, he came after us. I sprinted. I was a lot Shame. faster than my other friends. <laughs> they all stopped running. So eventually, I mean, I could have gotten away, but they all stopped running. And so I gave up and I came back and I called the mom. And she said, I told you specifically not to do this thing. <laughs> but the sad part is the only reason we did it is because she said not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So, in the end, listen to your parents. What would you have done if she hadn't said anything? Probably just go trick-or-treat. Like we, <laughs> yeah. had, we had no mischievous ideas in our head until she gave us that one thought. Mm. I just imagine her like showing you how to do it, too. It's just like, well, Mom, what is soaping cars? Well, it's when you do this. Don't do this. Yeah. Well, the, Don't. Fun, the funny thing at the end, she was telling she was like, that. what were you guys doing? That's not what soaping cars <laughs> Did she explain what? Yeah, it was more liquid and oh. more oh. you just do it. Like on the paint, I think it like eats away at the paint oh, or something. Wait, soap? Well, bad. Yeah, you do it at night. Like if you just if oh, it's if not you leave being, it on, yeah, there. if it's not being oh, rinsed okay. off or something. Mm-hmm. Oh dang, that's more. Well, at least we weren't doing that. That's worse than right. that. Yeah, geez. Yep. So wow. there was one of my many run-ins with the law. Uh, what about one of you guys? Who you got anything? Uh, Grace. I was a pretty. Did good you kill someone? Kid. <laughs> Why are you just like? <laughs> 
slowly she, went into this. She's she like, hesitated. should I say no, this listen, story? She hesitated. No. <laughs> I have lost track of the number of speeding tickets I have. Oh. Um, because if you're not going 10 over, you're not going fast enough. Uh, but no, I've lost track of the number of speeding tickets. I've been pulled over a lot for speeding, all within like a, a 5 to 10, maybe 15 mile range. Um, but... I wouldn't really count those run-ins. The only that's a ticket. Yeah, the hmm. only thing I can really think of. Um, do y'all remember when Pokemon Go was really big? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, for that whole year. <laughs> no, it wasn't even a year. I feel like it was really big for like yeah three weeks. Right, right. Um, so we were getting together with some friends um, that uh, my husband had known since he was you know in middle school. Uh, we had gotten to see them for the first time in a long time. One of them is a cop. And so we've been hanging out at this get together uh, party, whatever. Um, about halfway through, we're like, "Hey, um, we're in a new area. Let's uh, let's go catch some Pokemon." <laughs> what a party, man! <laughs> hey guys, I heard there was a Scyther around. Did you guys hear so, about that? Um, the the police officer decides he'll drive, and we all get in the back. And it's like it's uh, I don't know, like one in the morning. What a bunch! So of we're wild driving kids. around. Uh, downtown this little town and we're going so slow and we're like circling back and making loops and this cop pulls us over <laughs> <laughs> and he's like driving for us it's not like he's on his phone doing this while he's driving he's he's driving for us like there's like four of us in the car catching Pokemon <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Gotta catch rabble. them all, man. And so we're catch we're all. all in like the back seat of this car, and he's driving us around. But he's obviously driving strangely because he's making loops and stopping in weird places right. and pulling over. But it's two, it's one in the morning, so no one's. I'm mean, that's out. normal. But no one's out, so yes. I mean, like it's not like he's impeding traffic or driving dangerously. And so this cop pulls us over, and he's like, "Um, yeah, sir, are you drunk?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, what? Where was this? This was up in Woodstock, Georgia. It was okay. on the north side of Atlanta. Um, but yeah, so we were. Uh, Did you catch them? Yeah. Dang. Did you catch what? them all? Were no. you on the red or what was the red or blue? Or um, I had Pokemon Yellow when it first, but that was Game ah. Boy. But like, what, what team, team were you on for Pokemon Go? Oh. Uh, was it just red and blue? I think There's, so. Yeah. I don't remember. I listen. I played it I maybe for two weeks. No, I don't. I I played it for like two weeks. I don't remember. It was fun. It was it a was cool fun. concept. It was. But, but when you died. live like I live out in the country, I'm not catching any right. Pokemon out here. I can't go for a walk and yeah. catch anything. So. All, you're, all you're catching is uh, didgeri, didgeridos. What are these? <laughs> uh, Dig, yeah, diglet, diglet, diglet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the three? It was like dig trio, dig trio. Yeah. When uh, <laughs> didgeridos. When Grant and I were youth pastors, we set up a what are those called? A uh, oh, it was like a a stop or a, whatever. Yeah, Pokemon stop or something. You had to pay. And you got like access, so like the church building paid to get oh. access to a special special Pokemon, no. and then for like the one hour, people could come there. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It was like a hot spot. Yeah, basically. a hot. Mm. It was like a, yeah, a hot yeah. spot for Pokemon. <laughs> um, and man, we got a lot of youth. They were just coming yep. out of the woodwork we, Luke, in the parking lot. Yep, and we converted a lot to Jesus. <laughs> lured a lot of kids with Pokemon what? Go. They were fishing for Pokemon. We taught them how to fish for men. <laughs> And that is the reason they left. <laughs> All right, Grant, what about you? Uh, well, I have an interesting story. So when um, my wife and I, my fiance at the time, we lived... Ashley? Ashley. Okay. Ashley Yeager. Um, <laughs> at the time, Ashley Shad. Um, mm. But we lived by... What's the, her social security number? Uh, it is 555. <laughs> um, but we we drove by this field every day um and we were like man that would be such a cool field to take like engagement pictures in like mm -hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't it and so we were taking uh engagement photos with a a good friend of ours and then we were like she she was like hey anywhere else you guys want to take photos and we're like oh well we know like this really cool field that we drive by all the time um, maybe we can take pictures there. And it had this like really cool tree out in the field and all that. So we're like, all right, let's go. Let's just do it. And so it's like off of a, a highway. And I remember just pulling off into this basically ditch to pull off to the side of the road. And we were like, 
we'll just hop the fence. We'll just mm. we'll hop the fence. We'll walk out to the field. We'll take the pictures and we'll come back. Right. This is how you get shot in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Not to mention there was bulls in the field. There was cows. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> bulls. There's plates and cups. Bulls. Oh yeah. There's silverware. <laughs> it was crazy. No, there was there was like you know they had cattle and everything and A buffalo. Yeah, I recently saw they had donkey in that field too. Uh-huh. So emus, emus, <laughs> emus would be the most dangerous thing. All oh those gosh. other things, they're just happy to see you. <laughs> so, anyways, we go out there, we take the pictures. It's awesome pictures, right? And we come back and we see, as we're walking back, we see a cop car behind my car, whoop, whoop. and. We walk up to the guy, and he's like, hey, is this your car? <laughs> We're the only people in this field, so <laughs> yes, uh, yes, this is my car. You didn't just run? I just run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me just yeah, run across just, this whole like, field. That's what you do in middle school. You don't do that when yeah. you're grown up. <laughs> yeah, no. And he's like- Just uh, leave Ashley behind. <laughs> yeah, just that's a great start to marriage. Yes. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's my car. And he's like, well, you know you're trespassing, right? And I was like, yes. <laughs> But they weren't around, you know. But that's, and, that's a good story yeah. for a robber. Yeah. So well, he's like, home officer. I mean, I feel yeah, like I could just come in. I mean, yeah, right. Finders and keepers. Squatters rule. I'm just, <laughs> sit, you know. So he's like, all right, well, you're going to have to get in the back of my cop car. And we're going to have to, like, drive up to this woman's um, house to just see if she's all right with this, if she wants to press charges. What? Yeah. And so no one called him. Yeah, what a weird thing. No, no, for no, the no, no. Oh, I should have said the we were parked across the street from their neighbors. So the their neighbors, neighbors ah. the freaking neighbors, called ah. the cops on okay. us because this. I mean, I don't blame them because it's just this random car parked on in a ditch. Like, right? I, I, I'd give it like an hour. Right. Uh, right. Know. We were out there for thirty minutes. It felt like yeah. mind your business. Yeah, neighbors. I know. Right. And so, I mean, what's the worst we could do? What, we stealing cows out of your right. field? I don't know. But anyways, he was like, yeah, you're going to get in the back of the cop car and you're going to uh, ride up and we're going to see if she wants to press charges or not. And okay. I was like, okay. And so, super nice guy. <laughs> the cop? <laughs> the cop. The cop is super nice. We're chatting and stuff. And, and he we drive all the way up and... I'm sitting in the back car, with, back of the cop car, which, by the way, I am kissing my knees because I don't know. Because you're 6'8", you and you know, can't fit <laughs> yeah. in the back okay. of a cop car. Right. It's, I am six, six Did you hear that, one. Shelby? Did you <laughs> six hear that? 6'2", 6'3", at least. But um, so he, uh, we're, we're going up there, and and he comes, he goes to the front door, he talks to the lady, he gets back in, he goes, boy, you are so lucky. And I was like, Really? And he's like, yep, she's not pressing charges or wow. anything. Okay. She said, this has happened before. And She said, I just when- made this a poker stop. <laughs> poker stop. That's what it was called. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Um, that well, was that's a- good. Yeah, it was. It was. Didn't you guys get like pictures or something in the back of the cop? No, oh, I wish we dang, did. We, that would have been great. Afterwards, we were like, man, we should have gotten pictures with the cop. Wow. We were all dressed up. Nice Go do it again. I, sure, <laughs> we can do that. Maternity photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. yes. The cop comes up again. Didn't I already do this uh-huh. with you once? Uh huh. <laughs> hey, you you know this by now, man. Like this is just our. We're our good. MO. We, us and the owners, we're yep. good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. She knows well, us. so I'm glad that there's no real. Yeah, uh, we're a bunch of rebels. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have some other stories. I'm not going to go down that one. Actually, I've never been arrested. Never uh, gotten caught. I've gotten a lot of tickets in my life. Emily gets out of all the. T- do you get out of your tickets? Uh, it's like 50 50. I've gotten a lot, but I've gotten out of a lot. And since I've gotten my CDL, I've gotten out of all of them maybe one i think i've gotten one since i got my when you look like grant and i we are never getting out of them yeah uh i credit my officer no i credit my cdl with most of that because they don't want to mess up like your livelihood or whatever like i said i'm I'm going yeah i might as well listen no i'm going like 10 over it's not like i'm reckless driving risking people's lives i got a ticket for seven over and it was a bicycle cop that pulled me (laughs) 
Well, that's embarrassing yeah, for you. It was a bicycle cop. <laughs> Did he have a siren story. or was it just a No, he stood out Ring-ling. in the middle. He rode Ring-ling. his bicycle and then stood out in the middle of the road and did the, the, the handout number. No, within a, a week of me getting my Stupid. CDL, I got pulled over on the interstate mm-hmm. where uh, the speed limit is 65 miles Everyone's an hour. going 80. And I was yeah. going seven over and I got uh. pulled over. I have never been so passive aggressive to a cop in my life. I was like, what? And he's like, well, you were going seven over. And I was like, and do you want to pull the people going over 20? Like, right. Look at everyone else. I am going slower than night. I've got a car and I was moving. I had just got my CDL like the week before I had three pets and all of my clothes, all of my, like I was moving. So I had all these boxes and stuff (laughs) packed in my car. So I was not like flying. Couldn't. Right. Right. He made me so mad. <laughs> I got, dude, I got clocked uh, one time across five lanes of traffic <laughs> in Atlanta. And I was like, how did you even clock right. me? I am in the HOV and he was over, way over on the right. Yeah. With 50 other cars driving. With 50 right. cars driving uh-huh. faster than me. And I'm if like, you're not how? speeding in the HOV lane, you're doing it wrong. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. He's Why dumb. else have people ride with you? <laughs> Well, hey, thank you for sharing me sharing with me your criminal stories. You're welcome. Mm. Um, I appreciate that. And I, I think that the next stop on our journey tonight is to find out what your titles are. And when I figure out your titles, I will pick my favorite title, and that'll be the person that will get to share their story first if they want, or they can share their second if they want. Okay. So, uh, Grace, what's your title tonight? It is... It runs in the family. Ah, mm. it does run in my family. <laughs> Criminal history up and down. Grant, what's your title? Mine is called Mr. Bombastic. Ah, Mr. Mm. Bombastic. Really mm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Rolo. Wait, you know the song? Roll, no. roll. Mr. Rovalova. All right, that's enough. Roll. What is happening? All right, Grant, you win. That was hey, one of my favorite songs all right. of all time. Cool. Uh, well, do you want to go first? or No, I'll let the ladies go mm. first tonight. Smart, smart, smart. Okay, so we're going to go with It Runs in the Family. Grace, you may begin. Yay. <laughs> did, you do did, did you just try to do a sound effect? Hold on, hold on. Let me get the right one. There you go. <laughs> okay. Nope, nope, stop. Wait, Y'all stop. I want to touch one. Veto. Woo. Nice. We got a new board. Oh. Grace, okay. go ahead, Grace. I hate you So dumb. All right. It runs in the family. So uh, the reason I chose this title is because the person I'm talking about is actually an ancestor. Um, of you? No, to, of Josh, my, hus- oh. my husband. Yes. Um, so to set the stage when i first met my husband josh outlaw uh-huh. uh i did not believe that was his last name i've never heard the na- out- last name outlaw i thought it was yeah, ridiculous. why would you walk around with that name it's awesome uh, why um, wouldn't you walk i mean around? i'm just saying like if you were a real outlaw it's like oh. i'm the murderer like shelby the murderer well so it's kind of like that group that we had who was it that you had that was oh. like <laughs> the the murder trust, <laughs> the murder trust. <laughs> why are we advertising this? Yeah. No, so um, when I met him, I didn't believe his last name. Obviously, now I get the same question all the time. I'm like, that's not your real last name, is it? And I'm like, no, seriously, it is. Um, But I asked him, I was like, where did this last name come from? It sounds ridiculous. And he was like, I don't know. I guess we were just some wild, wild west Mm -hmm. outlaws or something like that. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. So I researched it. Turns out that's not the case. Um, He was very disappointed (laughs) (laughs) that that was not the case. Um, so I, when I, I do a lot of genealogy research, I liked researching my family, I researched his family. Super cool. Nerd. I was, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm going to find him a wild west outlaw. And I did. And so this is the story of Sebastian Lamar outlaw. Sebastian is one of my favorite names of all times. Really? How come? Yeah. I don't know. No. Well, I okay. just like it. I know somebody I like who could do too. the wild west whistle. <laughs> Wild Wild West, no, Jim no, Wild stop, West stop. whistle. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I can. I think. Is this what you're talking about here? Okay. <laughs> I hate y'all so much. Who's that point? That goes to you, Grant. <laughs> yes, one and one. Oh, no. Um. All right. So Sebastian Lamar Outlaw was born mid 1800s, 1854. Get this though, his parents' names were Morning Temperance Smith. Was his <laughs> I love it. 
No. Dang. His dad's name is better. It's Meshach Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Meshach and Abednego. <laughs> so yeah. with parents like that, <laughs> Dang. you're set up from, for success from the get-go, right? Morning, afternoon, Sebastian, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Morning, afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it turns out um, the outlaws came from an uh, English line from like back in the 1300s. Almost every outlaw in the United States today came from the same ancestor, Thomas Outlaw, who came over in the 1600s. Hmm. Um, so back in the day, the outlaws were a like respected, they were considered gentlemen, like Southern family. Huh. There's, there is a whole <laughs> book on like historical Southern families and the outlaws are in it. Like if you, I know this is nerdy. If you do genealogy research, this is like a significant uh, Southern historical family. Okay. Um, so cool. he grew up in this respected, genteel Southern family. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had a good education, was raised to be a gentleman. His parents probably wanted him to go into either the family business or into commerce. Um, unfortunately, Sebastian Outlaw preferred to drink and play cards. All right. Mm. So uh, right. he was a bit of a black sheep. Um, and his goal in life was to be a Texas Ranger. Nice. Uh, he lived in Georgia, but this was his goal. <laughs> so um, he, wait, he lives in Georgia, wants to be a Texas Ranger. Yes. Okay. Um, so little is known about his like early life uh, in Georgia. And I say early life. He lived in Georgia until he was 30. So his like quote unquote, his quote unquote story doesn't get started until he's 30 and moves to Texas. The reason he apparently moves to Texas is because apparently he kills a man in Georgia. Mm. And it's like, I'm out. Um, I mean, it would back in those days. You really could just start over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you could, you could just move a couple states over, change your name. I mean, what? What are they gonna do? What's yeah. gonna happen? Right. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. Easy come, easy go. I've mm. tried. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, he. Did you change it to Selby? <laughs> That's the name I picked. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um. So he. The the story that he killed a man in Georgia is not confirmed. That's what he had been known for, but that could have been a rumor that he started mm. to like kind of gain some. Yeah, I want to be a Texas Ranger. Let me spread the rumor that I killed. Well, someone. it seems counterintuitive, but it's not the first time it happened. Okay. There were, there have been a couple of Texas Rangers that were hired on, having known that they killed have people. You killed before. <laughs> good, you're good at it. We need yeah, you. Yeah, I've killed a man. Um, so he, uh, you know, apparently allegedly kills somebody in Georgia, flees to Texas. First thing he does when he gets to Texas is applies to be a Texas Ranger. Yeah. Nice. Coming from a respected family with a respected background, he gets hired. Well, especially when they saw his last name. Right. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're perfect. Hired. Um, so during his time with the Texas Rangers, he was a, he had a quick draw. He was a good shot. He was a good horseback rider. He could track people well overall good texas ranger uh did you know he had all the right skills i guess you could say um he was about five four yes okay so you know not not the biggest dude out there. pretty small i mean i don't average height back then was probably shorter. well it was still a little below average right. but and i think like the minimum for a texas ranger was like five eight or something and okay. so he fudged his numbers but he was so he was small for a texas ranger but he had these skills he was he was decent at them so everybody was like oh, okay all right he's uh he's proven himself he's a good texas ranger um of course he had like and I, I i've got pictures of him he is the most quintessential wild west person you've ever seen he's got nice. like the suspenders the big mustache the <laughs> cowboy hat everything yes. um so at first it seemed great they were like good you've got the skills you're fitting in this is fantastic the problem was he had a bit of a temper okay you never knew what he was gonna do next and so these skills gained him this gained him this newfound notoriety um and he kind of reveled in it a little bit so he'd be going through the town but he's volatile and you'd never know like when his mood could shift or if something didn't go his way, if he'd just lose his mind and, and start a fight. Um, compounded by the fact that he liked to drink and play cards. Mm. Uh, it was obviously a lot worse when he was drinking. Yep. Um, so, you know, he had the skills. He didn't have the temperament for it. So there, there was a bit of a back and forth with like, 
oh, do we like this guy in the Texas Rangers right. or do we not like this guy in the mm. Texas Rangers? So um, in 1893, um, Alpine, Texas, he is a Texas Ranger. He's camped out outside of Alpine with D Company um, of the Texas Rangers. And um, the commanding officer is called away on business. He's a sergeant, so he's next to command. The mm -hmm. commanding officer is like, great, I'm leaving you in charge. Well, what does he do when the commanding officer it's is time to play cards? Out? Yeah. yeah, he rides into town and decides he's going to have some fun drinking and playing cards. So he rides into Alpine, Texas. He goes into the Buckhorn Saloon. The Buckhorn Saloon. The Buckhorn Saloon. All right. To play a poker game with an ex-ranger, Anglin, who knew better and never drank while he was gambling. Yep. So as the night goes on, uh, they spend the whole night playing poker. And it, so Sebastian Outlaw went by Bass Outlaw. Ah, so this is like a ba that's cooler. Bass. Sea uh, bass. Sea bass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ba bass Outlaw. Did you give a point for your own name. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I told you I'm going to win. Sebastian's <laughs> your favorite name. Sea huh? <laughs> bass. So Bass, uh, as he continued to drink and play with this ex-ranger who didn't drink while he was gambling, obviously keeps losing money throughout the night. And at the end of the night, Anglin goes to collect all his money. Mm. Bass outlaw gets ticked, pulls his gun. That's mm. what I'm talking about. Anglin holds his hands out. He's like, dude, I'm not armed. You got a whole saloon full of pe people looking at you, knowing you're about to shoot an unarmed man. Yeah. You're going to get... <laughs> hanged next week if yeah. you do this like you better calm down mm -hmm. um there was no calming him down uh, someone had run and gotten uh the sheriff jim gillett who was also an ex-ranger lots of texas rangers running around in texas they give them out yeah. <laughs> like candy apparently <laughs> um bass outlaw goes kicking and screaming with the sheriff um gillett thought he might have had to shoot him to calm him to to get him to stop like it, he did not know where this was headed like he calm down he, no no but he thought that this was like about to turn into right. shootout he was one way out of this right. yeah right. he's gonna put this man down he's leaving um, in a body bag so he eventually gets him to calm down gets him to leave angling gets the heck out of there with his money and uh so bass outlaw returns to camp his commanding officer comes back the next mm. day and hears about his behavior and forces him to resign on the spot. And uh, I was like, this is not. Come on, just let the guy look, go. This is not behavior <laughs> uh, becoming of. Uh, Maybe the Georgia Rangers, but not out here in Texas. <laughs> we, we appalled ourselves to a higher standard. Listen, yeah. the sad thing is uh, Sebastian told him up front, this is how I live. I'm an outlaw. Yeah. And they still hired him anyway. Well. He had a lot of skills they thought they could use, but apparently, <laughs> what is what is a skill? A no, horse? No, 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 like, a horse? No, he's great at. Uh, he's a good shot. He he's good at riding a horse. That he's is a good, good skill. At cards. He's well, good actually at actually not. He's, he's not good at cards. He's good at tracking. Good at drinking. Um, so yeah, I mean, like he had the skills to be a Texas Ranger. He just didn't have the temperament for it. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so after he got fired, he hung around Alpine for a while, and <laughs> his plan. Y'all, his plan was to find money that had been cashed by other outlaws, like that had like huh. stolen money from a bank or something and then hidden it. Okay. And he's a pirate. I Well, he was going to try. Inland but pirate. Think about how many other people had tried first right. with right. more information and more people, you know, so he's just like out in the bush in Alpine looking for this money. Obviously he didn't find it, but that was his backup plan was to steal the stolen money. Mm. <laughs> um, wow. When that didn't work and he ran out of money, he eventually applied and became accepted as a U.S. Marshal because, oh. you know. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Standards were really low. Yeah. Well, so the guy that hired him. They at the were US, desperate. The U.S. Marshal that hired him was Marshal Dick Ware. He was a um, ex-ranger himself and he had a soft spot for other Texas Rangers. So he was like, I'm going to give this guy one more chance. Um, and he offered him a deputy position to, you know, okay. his deputy. So hey, he what, you know what? Second chances. Second chances. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. OP keeps his cool. Uh, outlaw and, uh, where, or outlaw was the deputy to where, um, but he, like, this was the beginning of the end for him. Mm. If he mm. was bad as a Texas Ranger, this just went downhill and it went downhill somewhat quick. He was only with the U S marshals for a year. Oh, um, 
And within that year, he got into a fight uh, with a, he and a couple other U.S. Marshals were like guarding this mine, this silver mine, and got into a fight with a Mexican worker, and he just shot him because you know. Second man he's killed. Yeah, um, and there was an yeah, there was a, another. Um, mission that he was doing with the u.s marshals where they were going to like ambush these brothers that were fugitives and they went in to get them and he just like shot them down because you know third, why not third fourth yep yep uh so we're racking up a body count here i don't know yeah. if i should give you a bell or <laughs> you said criminal i found you a criminal okay oh, <laughs> good job Sebastian. <laughs> Um, so we come to April, 1894. Um, he's been with the marshals for about a year. Uh, at this point, Sebastian outlaw has traveled to El Paso, Texas with Marshall Ware and the other deputy, um, that serves Marshall Ware, uh, for court summons. Cause part of their job was, you know, if they get, you know, if they're pressing charges or they're right. presenting evidence, whatever, they have to go to court and like present these cases. Yeah. Um, and part of their job is to fill out this paperwork and serve these summons to people. Mm. Well, the other deputy had done all that work. Well, Sebastian thought that the money that they get paid for that work should be split 50-50. I mean, we're both their deputies. Just because you did the work doesn't yeah. mean that I should have benefited too. Of course he did. Right? Um, mm. So they're in El Paso, Texas. The other deputy did all the work. He throws a fit that he did not get paid 50% for the work he didn't do. Uh Marshall Ware is like, yeah, get over it, dude. You didn't do the work. So they get into a huge fight. Mm. Sebastian storms out in uh, hey, out of the courthouse. These outlaws, man. I tell you what. Listen, this is... <laughs> We've calmed down a lot uh, over the last mm, century or two. I've seen a lot of characteristics <laughs> in, in this Very guy. similar. <laughs> um, so Sebastian storms out of the courthouse, furious at Marshall Ware, and lo and behold he runs into two old acquaintances mm. so he's complaining to these acquaintances like i can't believe my boss can you believe my boss just you know skimped me all my money all this complaining to them they were so concerned that he was going to kill his boss they've seen the the yeah. wake of his yeah. anger yeah. one of them stays with him the other quietly leaves to go and get the sheriff yeah um so they're walking through town sebastian and his buddy and uh the buddy's trying to like get him back to the hotel because he can he's been drinking since noon by okay. the way left yep. that out yeah been drinking since noon so he's like trying to get him <laughs> back to this hotel so that he can get him like off the street and out of trouble yeah uh almost to the hotel and sebastian goes no you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to my favorite brothel right here <laughs> dang <laughs> so he drags his friend to this brothel um owned by tilly howard who was a very popular madam back in the day um and he goes in and demands his favorite girl and tilly howard is like dude she's with somebody you can't just walk in here and ask for her she's Mm. busy um he didn't like that answer Mm. i bet not so sebastian goes storming through the brothel throwing over furniture, causing a ruckus, being loud. They hear him like burst through a door and they hear a gunshot. Mm. They don't know where he's, they don't have eyes on him at this point. Mm. So of the people that heard the gunshot, there are two key uh, people that heard the gunshot and acted. He, what he had done is gone into like the back courtyard area of the brothel. Um, so this one guy, uh, Joe McKidrick, who was a young ranger in the D company, which was actually the same company that Sebastian had served in. So they knew each other. Okay. Young guy. He runs in cause he hears the shot, sees Sebastian. He's like, dude, what's going on? He's like trying to calm him down, everything like that. Sebastian ain't having it. He shoots him. Oh my god! Jeez, what? what? Sebastian's well, just done. So there was some because other people were running in at the same time. There was some conversing. Accounts differ as to what was said, but at the end, Sebastian just pulled his gun, and shot him in the head, oh, killed the guy. Uh, the other important person that heard the shot and ran in was John Selman, who was the El Paso police officer that his buddy had gone to get. Um, so Selman runs in, draws. Uh, Sebastian shoots at him, misses, thank God. Selman shoots him in the chest. Sebastian, so Selman shoots Sebastian in the chest, mm. but misses his heart. So Sebastian's still functioning. Shoots him twice 
before he like runs out of the alley and down the street. Dang. So, Dang. so well, and so someone got shot in the leg. So he's not mortally wounded, but I mean, that, that pretty, hurts. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> it's pretty dangerous. Uh, so he shoots the police officer twice and then runs, jumps the fence, runs into the alley, oh. runs out into the street. Um, of all people for him to run into, it is yet another ranger that he used to <laughs> They're <laughs> everywhere. Texas just giving these out? Which, <laughs> I don't think so. I think everybody was in town for the- At the brothel. No, was, no, no, for the court it, summons. Was it a ranger convention? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was for the court. Like everybody had come into town for uh. like the courthouse hearings and everything like that. So he <laughs> runs into the street, runs into Ranger McMahon, who was also in the company he had served in, um, who- arrests him but also he's like dying so he kind of like picks him up yeah drags him to another uh the barnum saloon which is a saloon slash brothel too because you know it's back then yeah anything goes mm-hmm. um so he like drags him into the saloon and um it depends on who you talk to, but they found either a cot or a billiard table and put him on it and um Sebastian died four hours later. Dang. So Dang. he went out guns blazing, drunk as the skunk, <laughs> losing cards, basically. I mean, you know, so <laughs> what the best part was I found a news article of when he was or about the time when he was killed, but it was about his uh, death. And if you read this, it is the most I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's really long. It is the most typical Wild West, like. I, I want to like sink into a Southern accent when I start. We'll to just read do it. it. All right. So yeah. it start. This is the beginning of the article. An old timer asked me the other day why I did not tell of the finishing John Selman to disappear from the stage. <laughs> like who starts? In I love like that. Um, so anyway, it goes into like the detailings of like some different killings and like some peripheral people of the story. Um, let's see it. Uh, but it basically ends on ends with, uh, you know, John Selman appeared on the back steps and outlaw opened fire. One bullet went through the fleshy part of Selman's thigh. Oh God, dang! <laughs> and another one shot in reply, struck outlaw just above the heart and passed through him, cutting a lung open. Oh, so oh, descriptive. It is very descriptive. <laughs> uh, outlaw staggered around the house and out the front gate and was walking up the center street with his gun in hand when an officer reached him. Um, let's see, seeing it, seeing that the man was mortally wounded, the officer took outlaw into the Barnum saloon on the Southwest corner. There, outlaw collapsed and was laid on a billiard table. (laughs) (laughs) I, I get the impression that like murder and shootouts like this is no big deal. I mean, it was probably another Friday Friday night. I mean, it's the West man. You know, it's just another Sunday night. When he was lifted to the billiard table, outlaw asked, did I get Selman? Oh, my God. If Outlaw had not been killed by Selman, Ranger McKidrick's friends would have killed him inside of 24 hours. Mm. Uh, So anyway, the article goes on. But it it was funny because Selman was actually tried for his murder. Like, I think as part of just, you know, process of someone was shot and killed. We have to try you. Uh, the judge instructed the jury not to find him guilty. Well, he wow. was like, absolutely not. This guy deserved it. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I don't think you can. Constitution just I doesn't matter. I don't think or? you can. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Listen, Texas so. is his own country. Let's just oh, call yeah. it what it is. They give out Texas Ranger badges to whoever mm-hmm. wants them. Apparently, you don't. The Constitution really doesn't apply. The judge just tells the jury what to, to vote on. Okay. All right. She just showed us a picture. I'm going to give a, a bell to that. That looks like your husband. Just no, a it straight doesn't. up doppelganger. Well, he's like his second cousin five times removed. So, Well, I think it runs in his blood. Mm. On, let's you, be, you, let's you be honest. You can say it runs in the family? Yes. Mm. Let's, let's be honest. If, if, if it was easy to get away with murder now, Josh may or may not have killed at least three people. Oh no! If any, no. <laughs> Josh, we about to say if anyone me, you. I started to. <laughs> if anyone, I've done it. No. I mean, that's okay. Uh, Josh faints at the sight of blood. We're not. That's true. Of the two of us, that's true. That part of the outlaw name has just left. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I like your story. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. I like that Georgia. 
has some ties to Georgia there. That's where mm-hmm. we're from. I like that it has ties to the outlaw name. Yep. Mm. And I he said, find me a Wild West outlaw. I said, I got you, boo. Yep. I like that it has an ending to it of which the dude got his comeuppance. Got his comeuppance. Mm. Good way to put it. Grant, what's yours called again? Mine's called Mr. Bombastic. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's hear the right, story of Mr. Bombastic. All right. <laughs> You're loving the sound effects, <laughs> aren't it. you? I love them. All right. Um, so my story is Mr. Bombastic, and my uh, whole topic is about a guy named Eric Munter. 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 Okay. Okay. Eric Munter. You'll figure out in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So he was a German spy okay. who was posing as a professor at Harvard in the early 1900s. Mm. So this was Eric. This was Munter. So in that guy, I mean, what what is worse than a German, you know, spy during this time of uh, a criminal uh, in 1906? Uh, he killed his pregnant wife. Oh my with God! Arsenic. coming out the gate. Just I mean, there's no build up to mean, that at all. No, no. I mean, he's just a terrible guy. Uh, <laughs> I feel weird pressing the bell for that. Yeah, but, but he is a criminal. You I mean, this is just you get criminal. This is just to set the stage yep. of how terrible of a guy this yep. this guy was. So he killed his pregnant wife with arsenic, and this started his whole journey. Um, the police issued a warrant for his arrest. This is um, in America? This is in America, yeah. Okay. And uh, they issued a warrant for his arrest. Uh, he fled the country to Mexico, uh, as one does. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he lived there for uh, a few years. I think in the 1900s, he probably could have just went to another state. Right. Well, you could. You just you just leave. Well, what, what you were saying about, like, Grace's story about yeah. just leaving, yeah. changing he went, he your went name. far. I mean, yeah. he made sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. I feel like it depends too. Like, if you think about the Eastern United States, they were they have been around and more established for so mm-hmm. much longer. Yeah, if but you run out to like the Midwest or listen, right? Listen, go look up the all the serial killers in like the eighties. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were just going from state to state. Oh yeah. And there's no what there the uh, police had no communication with each other Yeah, mm-hmm. outside their jurisdiction. And this they, is the 1980s. This isn't even like right, early. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So right. back then, yeah. No, this is, yeah, this is early 1900s. So good luck. Um, yeah, he fled the country to Mexico. He lived there for a few years. After that, he reentered the United States um, through Texas under oh, freaking a... Freaking Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another? Yeah, it all points back to Texas. I talked right? about Texas. I know. Yeah. Well... Um, <laughs> He came back through Texas under a new identity and married another woman. Mm, does she know? Uh, <laughs> I, I promise she does not know. Yeah. <laughs> she promise. does not. That was not in their vows that I will not murder you. Um, mm. So he got jobs at several colleges, and then he slowly worked his way up to become a professor at Cornell University under the name Frank Holt. Okay. So that's his new identity, Frank Holt, right? He became, so remember, he's still a German spy, and he became involved with a German spy group who would plant time bombs on vessels carrying arms for the Allies. This is more towards World War One, yeah. right? Mm, okay. So he was working for this German spy group, planting time bombs. Um, and in 1915, Munter snuck into the U.S. Capitol and planted a bomb containing three sticks of dynamite and a timing device that was set to go off at midnight, right? I mean, (laughs) not the heart behind it, right? but that's pretty bold. Right. He just snuck into the Capitol. That's kind of okay. Like, he could do that. Um, So, yeah, he he wanted to plant the bomb in the Senate chamber, but he settled... um, for the Senate reception room because the Senate chamber was locked. Oh, so he was just on. like, don't let a locked door stop. <laughs> I know. Right. I, right. Exactly. Like <laughs> I was thinking, while I was reading this, I was like, kick the door down. Right. <laughs> Dude, it's take it off the hinges. Yeah. Something. It's the early 1900s. The doors are made of what? Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Some pine. No, I don't know. Honestly, like if you think about it, like the, the, craftsmanship was probably way better. That probably was. <laughs> yeah, it oh, probably honestly. was the same doors that it is today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably haven't changed it. Right. It wasn't from no China 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't no Chinese made little some IKEA little door. Wood. Yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't Swedish Part- particle board. <laughs> it was American made. Oh God. So. Uh, yeah, he settled for the uh, Senate reception room, which is, okay, he just wanted to put a bomb in there. So the bomb went off around 1140 that night. It did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he put Never it- Never heard of this. It was a time bomb. It's and, untold. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> glad you haven't heard of it. That is the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, bomb went off around 1140. Luckily, there were no casualties. Okay. Right? Um, and when I was like researching and I saw the picture, it would it just looked like- literally like a piece of a uh uh wardrobe exploded firework yeah Yeah. it it was like three sticks of dynamite which you would think like oh it's a huge explosion no it just literally just Just destroyed a few things Hmm. right it knocked a plant over you know (laughs) it was whatever um so why did he do this he wrote to the washington star star which was a popular uh newspaper back then um, under a pseudonym R. Pierce, explaining his actions, which was published after the Wait, bombing. He just came out and said, "Hey, this is why I did mm-hmm. this." I feel like but like, it was a pseudonym; like he didn't. Oh, okay. he didn't say his name or anything. I was gonna say, I feel like I mean, we don't really get that enough. <laughs> we don't get that enough today. I want more criminals to write to the newspaper yeah. to tell well, us because it's trackable now. Yeah, I mean, right. you could send a letter with the magazine l- no, letters cut that's out. That's how they found uh, <laughs> Unabomber. Yeah. Oh. Like, that was before my time. Well, I oh feel my like. Oh, God. I feel, I feel <laughs> like. Yeah. But it was Grace. Grace was alive. Yeah. She, yeah, was, she was. She probably remembers. Yeah. I, hate I, I feel like he, he wanted them to know, like, exactly why I why I did this yes. uh, little yeah, crime. Yeah. Why, why commit crimes if you don't have a manifesto? To right. Why did I exactly. do a little firework explosion in exactly. the hall of. I mean, and I feel to like. celebrate this great country. Right. He was getting their attention, and he said that he hoped the explosion would, quote, make enough noise to be heard above, above the voices that clamor for war. This explosion is an exclamation point in my appeal for peace. Okay. Meanwhile, the senators yeah. walk in, and they're like, oh, man, that plant basket fell over. <laughs> Dang. Something, did someone do something different in here? Did a bear wrestle? Uh, this, <laughs> like this, somebody? So... Uh, after set, setting off the bomb in the Capitol, he fled to New York, where he hid a pencil bomb timed on the SS Minnehaha. <laughs> Minnehaha. Is that the ship name? Yeah, it's a ship name. Oh, my gosh. Minnehaha. He's killing you with the names. Ah, the SS Minnehaha, up. a ship loaded with, you, with uh, munitions bound for Britain. So it's basically a ship that carried carried everything for Whenever the, the British. ship maker built that ship, he stood back and said, <laughs> <laughs> But it was a mini he, haha. He just gave a little laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mini haha. Uh, <laughs> so after all doing doing all that, uh, the next day Munter decided he was gonna travel to Glenclove. New York, where J.P. Morgan Jr.'s Manson ah, was. Dang. Have you guys heard of J.P. Morgan? I have, yes. So he's he's uh, famous, you know, Owns financial. half the country, yes. Yep, right, exactly. So he's like, go big or go home, yep. right? So uh, J.P. Morgan Jr. had been helping uh, finance Britain's war effort against Germany at this time, right? Mm-hmm. So he was a big... Um, contributor for uh, the British Army, and so he's like, I'm going to travel to his house and, and give him the what's up. So, he knocked on the door and was greeted by the butler. Oh my god, the sound effects. I hate y'all. <laughs> well, I'll be the butler. Hello! Hey, I'm here to give you the what's up. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, he knocked it. He, the butler opened the door, and uh, Munter, he pulled out his business card and basically said... Give me a call. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> he pulled out his, his business card, and he demanded to see J.P. Morgan Jr. He said, I need to see J.P. Morgan Jr. Well, if you're the butler, it, it would be... Oh, come on in. Yeah, come right on in. You, you look like a good guy. So... The butler basically just laughed at this guy. And it was but like, it was a mini ha-ha. It was a mini ha-ha. Yeah, he laughed small. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, he pulled out his business card, demanded to see Mr. Morgan. The butler laughed at the idea. And so Munter pulled out, 
two revolvers that he had been carrying in his jacket. Oh, okay. And by the way, he also carried a stick of dynamite, because why not? <laughs> yep. I mean, at this point. I mean, I'm not too afraid of the dynamite. <laughs> right, right. This guy uh, sounds like a complete psychopath. Oh, uh, yeah. Not in like a he could really do some damage kind of way. Just like mm. a what? Are you, what? Not in yeah. a cute kind of way. Yeah, just right. Kind of like no, it. right. Just kind of like what? Like I mean, the butler laughed at him. <laughs> he was like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah. Um. So he pulled it, pulled out the revolver, shoved the butler out of the way, and started shouting for J.P. Morgan. J.P. Running. Yeah, <laughs> J.P. Where are you at? And he's running through the mansion, right? And as he was storming through the house, he came across J.P. Morgan's kids. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I already don't like it. Pointed the revolvers at the kids. Uh-uh. I don't like it. And uh, told them to follow him. And mm. he continued through the house saying, now, Mr. Morgan, I have you. Mm. Right? Like, I have your kids, basically. So you're going to do whatever I want. Well, uh he was running through the house trying to find Mr. Morgan. When he finally reached where Mr. Morgan was, his wife stood in the path between Munter and Mr. Morgan. Dang. What a good wife. Would you do that, Grace? Uh, yes. Okay. Between, Listen, you- no, no, between him and Josh. Not between the kids. If the kids <laughs> aren't around, sure. If the right. kids are around, Listen. You you would you would not live mm-hmm. if you had pointed a gun at my. You would. Mm-hmm. I don't know when you would die, but you would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would make sure of it. So that's not out oh, yeah. blood. That's why I. That's <laughs> why I almost said no. If it was going to be one of us, it would have been me because uh-huh. when it comes to my kids, okay, you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Well, I just know that Ashley would stand be- between me and a murderer. That's she true. Would, she would be the she body. She would shield. sacrifice herself <laughs> to protect you. And you know what? You would accept it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'd be like, Thanks. thank you. Uh, I appreciate this. Yep. I didn't <laughs> ask for it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> but hey, since you're offering, <laughs> go ahead. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no. Um, so his wife stood between Mr. Morgan and Mr. Munter just as she had. Just as she had done this, Mr. Morgan lunged at Munter to tackle him to the ground. Good for him. I like this family. Right? They're tough people. They're BAs, right? I like them. Uh, Munter fired two shots, one in Morgan's thigh and one in his groin. Oh. Uh As he's tackling to the ground, uh, Morgan was eventually able to grab one of the guns out of his hands while his wife grabbed the other gun. Mm. I like her. Dude, she's a BA. I like her. She's pretty cool. So... Um, as they were doing this, as they were like, they basically just grabbed the, I mean, they grabbed the guns. Like, what, what threat was this guy? Like, they can wrestle guns out of his hands. Like, this scrawny little dude. As they were doing this, Munter even cried out, kill me, kill me now. I don't want to live anymore. I have been in a perfect hell for the last six months on account of the European war. What a weird thing to cry out. What a wimp. Like he just, he just gave up. He was just like, why are you crying about it? You've been over here. It's not like you've even been suffering in the, right. I don't like this guy. Oh no. Yeah. He's total wimp. Total. Just like, Oh, I give up. I give up. Kill me. Kill me now. Um, (laughs) and this was just a, not necessary part of the story, but I thought it was funny. Morgan's butler <laughs> coming back to this guy. Jeeves, here comes Jeeves. Jeeves, Jeeves is coming, and he finished subduing Munter by beating him senseless That's with a lump of coal. <laughs> Good job, butler. A lump of coal. A lump of coal. They're very. They fall apart easily. I. Well, I, feel I don't like know. Could have picked up better. Hard. I know, right? Pick a better blunt object. Well, a yeah. lump was hard. A coal was harder back then. Mm. It might have been a huge lump of coal. That I'm just, just imagining like reaching into the fireplace and grabbing like a, a coal hot. piece of wood or no, but like a you know like how the wood like went, once it yeah. burns out and right. you just oh, yeah, hit it him with it and it just goes and stuff. And yeah. turns to dust. That's what well, I'm imagining. <laughs> I don't know, but he was able to beat him senseless with it. Um, so Muter was taken to jail where he refused to identify identify himself to the police. His poor um, wife. <laughs> yeah, Muter's wife? Yeah, yeah, his second wife. Right. Hey, at least she's alive. That's See, true. So he refused to identify himself to the police and saying um, only that he was a Christian gentleman <sighs> who wanted to persuade Morgan to end the war. Ah, so couldn't he's he all about peace. own up to that? Yeah, right. 
all about that piece. However, a tip was soon received pointing out a resemblance between Holt and Munter, uh, who was still wanted in Cambridge for poisoning his wife. Mm. <laughs> so somebody uh, from Harvard kind of pointed out like, yeah, yeah this is the that's same guy. the same dude. Um, and he poisoned his wife, by the way. Um, so he was taken to jail, and while in jail, he attempted to take his own own life by uh. slitting his wrist, but he failed. <laughs> God, he, he can't failed. Even do that right. He can't even do that right. Dang. Right. And uh, instead, he snuck out on that same day of his cell and went up to the roof because what? a prison guard forgot to lock his oh cell. My God. <laughs> So, he snuck up to the roof, and he jumped 50 feet off the prison okay. roof to his death. He did that right, at least. He finally was able to <laughs> I accomplish don't know something. How to give points. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> you picked this topic. I yeah. know. You picked I it. didn't think about the point aspect of this. So, he was a criminal. He was probably one of the worst criminals, and that's why I also said Mr. Bombastic, because... Uh, bombastic is high sounding but with little meaning mm. he talks a lot Mr. Bombastic but he doesn't yep. do a lot right yep. um, so uh, he's dead he committed suicide Muter's wife received a note from her husband warning that a ship bound for England would sink on the 7th of July the little ha ha <laughs> right so remember the, the mini ha ha right yep. that he planted the bomb on he was like this is my Last thing I'm going to do. my last love letter to yep. you. Yep. And on that day, just two days after his suicide, um, the crew was warned, but they could not find the bomb on this ship. And it exploded. But, but it meant- they didn't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it just knocked over the planner. Yes. He was not what an idiot. of bombs. Right. He, it had been placed Far away from the munitions and caused minor damage. I'm imagining those like Acme Roadrunner right, and Coyote yeah. things, like. And just, <laughs> yeah, he was he was the Coyote of this generation, yes, basically. Yes. So they were able to put the fire out, and they were just like, "Oh, that was." And it's no wonder it. they lost the war, right? Yep. Right. But this was their spot. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me ask you a question: Does Germany? And you, you may not know this answer. Mm-hmm. Does Germany acknowledge that he was a spy for them? <laughs> or they don't, they're like, ah, that We guy. don't blame yeah. him. He may want have, he may have wanted uh, yeah. to be a spy. Yeah. Honestly, they probably just brushed him under the rug yeah. and yeah. said, I agree. Uh, Especially he, since he it doesn't seem like he had any valuable information. Like he's a really no. bad spy. He's right. more like an agent, but he was a really bad agent. Yes. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I also wonder how an idiot like that could be a professor at a college, which <laughs> is another statement on our university system altogether. <laughs> you want to hear something funny, too, that I, I kind of left out is he was a professor of German. Oh, okay. ah. like how bad of an undercover yeah, right. <laughs> is well, that to be a professor but of if you German think about back then? Like, think about what it took to learn a foreign language. Like, right. you had to bring in foreigners to teach right. it. So, I mean, right, that's true. Yeah, you did, but it, you and it would never be a, was that a stone? <laughs> Duolingo. Yeah, Duolingo. You don't have the owl yelling at you. I guess it's like back then during the First World War. It's like, yeah, who do you trust, anyways? Yeah. You know, I guess so. Yeah, I just thought that was funny that he was like. I'm going to be professor of German. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good at it considering he's a uh, German spy. My so. name is Eric Munter. Yeah. I am Munter. Today you're going to live German. Well, uh, thank you for both stories, Mr. Boombastic and It Runs in the Family. Woohoo. I appreciate both of them. This was a tough choice. Both of them have their pros and both of them have their cons. Mainly the cons is that both of them are criminals. So <laughs> I don't know why you guys would pick that. Uh, but no, they were both great stories. Uh, Grant, I love that yours had to do with an idiot. And mm-hmm. he was he reminded me of the uh, Muppets Most Wanted <laughs> bad version of Kermit. If yeah. you've never seen that, I highly recommend it. Grace, I love that yours has to do with something that is personal to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, your last name means criminal. If you pull out a thesaurus, <laughs> there is right there, outlaw, outlaw, right next to it. So that's cool. So it was a tough choice. Both of you guys did an awesome job. It's a tough choice. But after, uh, hold on, let me k- count up all the votes here. Do we have a sound effect? I don't know. We haven't, we haven't learned our new board yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, after counting all the votes, I'm going to pick Grace. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dang. Yes. You love our new sound effect board, don't you? I do. Grace, good job. The <laughs> reason why you. I picked you is because with a name like Outlaw, how can I not pick you? <laughs> yeah. It is literally yeah. in your blood. I'm yeah. slightly concerned about your safety. Uh, because I see a lot of the same elements of that man and Sebastian <laughs> and, and your husband. But I trust your judgment. So just let us know if you need help. Blink three times if mm. you are mm. current. Don't let him have a six shooter. Don't worry. It's been about seven centuries since we committed crimes against the crown of England. So we're good. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Therapy has, has come up since then. Right? <laughs> That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> and we're back to Georgia where yeah. he murdered his wife. <laughs> I was going to say where he was better, but then he wasn't. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us here at the Untold Podcast, where uh, we tell stories of, that are untold. Next week, Grace is going to lead the topic. Woohoo! And it's going to be a good one. Do you know what it is? No, I don't know yet. Okay. I well, got some good ideas, though. All right. Well, we're excited to hear about that. But for now, again, thanks for listening. My name is Shelby. This is Grant. And this is Grace. Peace out. See you next time. Ta-ta. Ha <laughs> ha.